this is the regular Saturday uh, non-duality gathering. Um, I was list. I sometimes I'd come in. It wasn't today. It was for a recovery meeting, and uh, some people were talking, and the guy was was talking about a lady and she, who gives this message, I guess. And then uh, the guys said, oh, no, I'm not seeing her. I'm just going to come here because I like to hear uh, what I'm not. I think it works better than hearing about what I am. That was a very good, because uh, a lot of times people combine the two. They think it's the same message. It's not the same. It's the same. It's not the same message. It's different. Negation is is definitely not arrived at through our affirmation. Yeah. So there's a, it's a negating of duality. It's not talking to that which is constructed as a dualistic reference point, us, yeah, about what can't be described. It does, that's not the message. Yeah. The message is let's describe what can be described and, and understand what can be understood and uh, see what can be seen. Instead of trying to apply that to what we are, just apply it to what we're not, which is, it's just a tricky term because there's just mental processes that are going on. And then there's a big lazy leap in a way. And then we take ourselves to be that which was being implied. Yeah. We basically fulfill the, the sentence, so to speak. It's like, uh, I did that, boom, and then there's a picture of you as a body. You know, I thought that picture of you as a body. It's almost, it's like a reflex almost. So there's a constant pointing, and then there's a point that's derived at. Yeah? The pointing doesn't lead you to that point. There is no point. It implies there is one. Yeah? So it's basically an advertising of an imaginary product, really. And then we take ourselves to be the product in a sense. Yeah. And now suddenly what we are, AKA appearing as Paul, gets to a point in life where it starts using what it is to look for what it is. That's the warning of non-duality. It's, it's not applicable to searching for pants. Yeah, it isn't. It's not applicable to getting a, you know, eight, eight pack abs or whatever. It's applicable to the topic of what we are because you can't arrive at what you already are. It's impossible. And that's the assumption of non-duality is you are what you're looking for. That's the assumption. You are that. Yes, I am. So it wasn't like I'm gonna be, it's I am. And so what isn't what's causing it to seem so difficult for that to be uh, clear in one's life well there's got to be an activity that's obscuring it and the only thing i find that could fool reality is reality itself yeah i mean there is like there's a great statement by ramana there's nothing there's no illusions the illusory uh, the illusory conditions produced by us, yeah? There is no illusion. There's something that is implied, and then there's a taking to be that. There's not a you taking to be that. 
Yeah, there's a taking to be a you, so to speak. Yeah, and so that's why we want to question that activity because if you're a lion already and you've heard you're a lion 800 times and it's something hasn't worked, there's something off, yeah? There's something going on. Why is a lion has having such a difficult time getting that it's a lion? You would think if you were a lion that it wouldn't take much, yeah? <laughs> to, 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 <laughs> so there must be, the lion must be seemingly in the act of being identified as the sheep to cause every message about being a lion to be misdirected and misinterpreted from a sheep's point of view, yeah? And that sheeping is stubborn, yeah? Because it's not a volition, there isn't you doing it, yeah? But it's mechanical, it's just going on, yeah? The brain does it, you don't do it. So the brain is doing it, it's presenting this organizing principle. So whatever verb is noticed, there's got to be a noun involved. Yeah. And so we live in this logic. Just you can see it with with talks. People. We're drawn to the messenger, not the message, usually. Yeah. The message can get forgotten and yet messenger gets emphasized. Yeah. It's just like a habit. That habit reveals a lot, yeah? It reveals a lot. The whole way we see things reinforces things, yeah? <laughs> just, just the way it goes. And then you believe when something's moving through someone, it's theirs. They're the one that's doing it, yeah? Paul has something. This is what captures you in the bondage of self. When you've been in a, when you've had an addictive life, and you, you leave that addictive life, but the claiming of being the one who did all that addictive behavior is still in place. It's the exact same in a way, yeah? There's no way the mental logic can believe anything did through me, anything that I didn't do. <laughs> yeah. I had to do have something to do with it. This is not, it's not true, yeah? It was so obvious when I was running around like crazy. I may be cool, not thinking about cocaine whatsoever. Suddenly I have a beer. I start thinking about coke. Then I start going after coke. I start doing coke. Doing coke starts doing me, so to speak. Yeah, things. I start behaving. And if you had an addiction to cocaine, you would recognize I have an addiction to cocaine. It would be more specific than just an addiction. You would know I was addicted to coke <laughs> because we would, we would be like domesticated animals. The one could recognize the other. Yeah. This is bondage of self. And, in, and the bondage of self appears in the hearing of non-duality. Yeah. The message is claimed by and then implied to be heard by the sheep. Now the sheep tries to get the message, but only as the sheep can think. And the only way it can interpret the message, message you are that, is I can become like that. Yeah, it does. I watch it. Yeah. 
So then, in a subtle way, it sets out on another course of action to get non-duality. Non-duality is not a path. Yeah? There's not steps you have to take to arrive at where you already are. It's unnecessary. It's redundant. The only necessariness is, is if you have to do it for it to fail you so, you so it can be successful. That's the only value it has, yes? The only value, value a path of non-duality has is it's going to fail you. That's the beauty, yeah? And then you're left with your own devices and hopefully you see they're not yours, yeah? And then maybe, just maybe, the message of non-duality will land and it won't be like a coming to Jesus, it'll be a whack, yes? Whack. And then something will be, will be seen mm, like virgin seeing, yeah? You'll see the activities that you used to just assume were you. Yeah, you'll see them. Yeah. And then somehow you don't come to a new conclusion, you start from a new conclusion. Because the selfing concludes concludes you are a self. It doesn't say you're becoming one or you're gonna become one. It says you already are. And it says you're a historical one. So try to get out of that, mofo. Yeah. That's how it works. If it left them, if you saw this thing that drives you crazy, if you saw the act of becoming it, you would have probably, you know, <laughs> begged out of the contract. You would have broke the contract. But when the selfing arises, it says you already are one. Yeah? What are you going to do then? Well, I'm going to try to get out of it probably. <laughs> All right? What, is, what does that look like here? Addictions. Yeah? I get addicted to trying to get out of it. I addicted to get extreme experiences. I get addicted to drinking, using, sex, money, whatever. I get addicted just to check out all the time. And the funny thing is, none of them work because there's a mistake that's not being noticed that compounds itself. Every step that's added to it compounds, yeah? And that is self can't get out of self. Yeah. Well, then what's the solution? You're not in self. That's the solution. Because self can't get out of self, and you'd really like to get out of it. How am I going to arrive at what I hope to be the solution? Realizing you're not in it. Yes? Realizing you're not in it. And then when that happens, we have talks like this to warn how the mental process will rein re-engage, reinsert, reimply, yeah? And so, not that you're going to go into a battle and vanquish it, because it's mechanical. You're just going to see it, yeah? And hopefully, when you see it to a certain point, that will be enough seeing. Something will be convinced, yeah? And then you lose interest and attention in it. It doesn't mean you have a heroic journey of stopping it. It doesn't work that way, my feeling. You just see it's not you, and you lose interest in it. And then the gaining of interest, let's say in presence or whatever, sustains mm, the distance that now is obvious between what you are and what you're not, yeah? 
and then you're awake to being awake. Yeah. Instead of seemingly asleep to that fact, you're seemingly awake to that fact. <laughs> All of it's dreaming. So in the dreamy, you can be seemingly awake to the fact of being awake, or you can seemingly be asleep to that fact. It doesn't change the fact. Yeah. <laughs> but it will sure change how the action figure travels if it's seemingly awake to the fact. <laughs> <laughs> because Paul is never going to travel light. There's going to be traveling lighter through Paul. <laughs> yeah, But Paul is not the source of traveling light, nor is it the cause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, you know, you lose the interest in the need to be liberated. To me, that's what liberation is. It's liberation from the need to be liberated. <laughs> really? Yeah. You stop trying to transcend. <laughs> transcend an imaginary place as an imaginary person. I mean, it's insane. It doesn't matter if 800 people are clapping your departure. You're not going anywhere, really. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. That's why I have no interest in a lot of stuff, because I know it's not going anywhere. It looks good while it's not going anywhere, but I've lost that interest because uh, peak experiences, no, you know, amazing, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I completely disappeared. Who's saying that? <laughs> it's just finally <laughs> the great wisdom of no escape. You can't escape from an imaginary place. Yeah. You're seemingly going to be here <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Even like we were talking in the recovery meeting about blackouts. I don't know if anyone else has, has them, but addicts, alcoholics have a lot of blackouts, a lot of a certain variety. And it's funny, some people actually live more successfully in 15 hours blacked out than when they were there. Yeah. But there was something representing them in those 15 hours. Yeah. When they when the person at the bar said, Paul, you want another drink? Something responded to that invitation, even though when you seemingly come to one moment, the new the self that's now re reinvigorated tells you, I don't remember anything. Yeah, because it doesn't behoove the, the story of self to believe that there was another self for 15 hours. It just takes away the whole idea of being the independent, long-lasting, separate entity. If there could be a number of emblems on the same car, yeah? <laughs> it's a Ford! No, you just change it, put a Chevy on it, or, or in a Rambler. It's <laughs> so, so, this idea... 
It's just manufactured. Yes, you are. You're not of this manufacturing. You're of a different quality. Yeah. Never coming, never going. Yeah. Never this, never that. Just always available at all times. Right where you are. With no requirements necessary, except for the ones that you make up through the identification as self. <laughs> That's why I love when Ramana says, the greatest mystery is reality wanting to attain reality. What could set up that conundrum? What could set that up? You tell me. The only thing I can see is, is reality being identified as something else. Yeah? It must be in an act of being identified as something else to want to attain itself, obviously. How else could that come about? Yeah. So what's needed? Keep on keeping on? No, recognizing what you're not. When you recognize what you're not, you start finding out what you are. Yeah. And when you find out what you are, it tells you you've always been this. There was not one moment where you thought you were exiled and separate that you were exiled or separate. Not one. Not one. Yeah. It's always this way. So basically, all our little shenanigans are totally irrelevant in the context. Yeah. All the shaking in the content hasn't shook up the context. Yeah. Now, if you can lend, well, you'll just notice it. When you lose interest in the content, you're going to gain interest in the context. And that interest in the context is what allows you to travel lighter through the content. It does. Yeah. Every form of traveling lighter in the content demands stuff from you. Vigilance, maintenance, purification, on and on and on and on and on. This has nothing to do with producing value in the content. It's, it's the fact that all commerce of the content has no effect on the context. Yeah? Just like we use the term of the sky. Sky is unbelievably wide open. Tons of stuff appear in it. Yet not what it, whatever appears in it leaves no effect on the sky, ever. Yeah, that's sort of like content context. The action figure is programmed to emphasize content. Yeah, what we are is of context. Do you want to try to use content to try because it's only going to go? It's only going to see in a conceptual way context. Yes through the lens of content. That's not context. So here's the message. Just as a fundamental assumption, uh, you, know, you are the I am or awareness. From that point, no more describing what, we're, what we are. Let's describe what we're not. Yeah? <laughs> see where it takes us I find 
things that seem to allow me a certain moment of relief would seem to demand more seeking and more work to try to arrive at another one of those moments. This overrides all that. This is like dog shit awareness. It's not like 4th of July explosions and Rose Day parades. It's just a sense of contentment and satisfaction that outshines situations and circumstances, not are made or, or uh, dependent on circumstances and situations. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Ready for questions? I already had to answer one for Walter. He didn't know what MOFO was. Well, I don't want to, I'm trying to, I did some talk for a group and I don't know if they send it to every one of their speakers, but they always send it to me. Please do not use profanity if at all possible. So I still did it once, but I did it anatomically about shit. And so I didn't feel that bad. So I'm oh, yeah. trying yeah. to, yeah. That brought, up, uh, that brought up a good thing. It's like you added the, uh, the trophies of ship, ship bags. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so there you go. I love that. That was sort of, and you know, yeah. So <laughs> that's why I mofo. Walter, at some time in your life, I bet you very appropriately, you were seen as a mofo thousands of times. I just have a strange feeling about that. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. <laughs> <laughs> From one mofo to another mofo. <laughs> All right. Anyone, uh, anyone wants to ask a question? No, How about Marianne K? Put her on a, come on, Marianne, jump in here. Uh, thanks for calling on me, Paul. Um, I was listening to one of your talks the other day and it, it hit me again. That you, you were like, I am not the thinker. And it just hit me so hard, you know, that, wow, I really think I'm the thinker. So often that I'm responsible for these thoughts, that I have to change them, I have to change me, I have to change everything, I have to fix everything. And it's such a relief when, when yeah, I, I, I'm not the thinker. And then I get sucked back right into it again. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. that one second in a certain ledger is eternity. So that's incredible. Really, it is. It's incredible because it will just under it will it will weaken the imaginary foundation of this bondage of self. Yeah, as being the doer of all this stuff, it has nothing to do with. Yeah, so these are like cracks in the imaginary foundation. Uh, it can't withstand uh, coming from what we are. It just can't. Yeah. When you see it from what it is, what, what you're not, it constantly tells you, informs you, not that you're going to be or you could be, but you already are and you've already been the thinker for a long, long time. This is all this is how it uses time in this little magic trick, yeah? When it comes up, it says it's been you this whole time. 
And it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. And uh, another, just check out the word my. My is an important word in the English language. It implies really the bondage of self, <laughs> to tell you the truth. It's the secret language of uh, the slaves of self, yeah? Everything that arises, it's preceded by my, my this, my that, my what, yes? This false ownership allows what we think we own to own us, yeah? How does the power of thought get to the thoughts? It's through the my, yeah? If you were just having seeing thoughts, they wouldn't ruin your Hawaiian vacation. But if one of or a couple of them are held as yours, what happens? It's almost like an algorithm. Yes, it hits it. It has a long thread, and it the my goes bing, and then shit downloads like lumps of thinking about it. Yeah, and they seem like they're new, but they're not. You've thought about other things the same way as you thought about thoughts. Yeah. They just, it just comes in and then it, oh, these definitely must be mine. Yeah. But they're not. They're just the programmed, yeah. The algorithm gets set off. It's sort of like a mental spider. Once it hears that little movement in the thread, it moves. Yeah. So, bing, bing, yeah. Downloads. All the while, everything that's coming through this, we're, we're the doer of. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, if you could see it almost in a, in a, in an image, you ever see those show in the old movies, they'd have a guy, a woman that was on like a roulette thing tied up and this knife guy with a bit, with a, with a blindfold. <laughs> this is like what we're just getting like before, just in five seconds, it, we're, we're, we're pinned to this idea seemingly. Yeah, and then, and then going around the hamster wheel at the same time. <laughs> of course we want to have a drink at 10 in the morning. <laughs> of course we want to smoke some cigarettes. Of course we want to eat that whole chocolate cake that we know is seven days old. <laughs> Just give me, the, give me the sense I'm getting out of it is worth it. <laughs> In a weird way. I know nothing's going to work, but I'm still going to eat that whole bog bag of popcorn. <laughs> it's, a, it's the powerless cry of an imaginary slave. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so now when there's feelings and they're just... just habit, you know, habitually uh, implied to, uh, you know, used to imply the feeler, yeah, maybe you can just keep it in the feeling realm and go, wait a minute, where does this feeler come from? <laughs> I'm feeling something, there's a feeling, but where does there be a feeler? I don't see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it precedes, in the mental state, every feeling that's noticed is always used to imply the feeler, the one long-lasting, independent, separate feeler. Yeah, this is the bondage of self. It's an activity. 
constantly being reinforced by more activity. <laughs> you can't fight it. It's pointless. That would be part of it. Yeah? Yes? You just see it. That's the one quality it can try to claim. It can try to mimic, but it can't capture. Yeah? It is not aware. We are. Yeah? We are that. Yeah? That's like the, uh, what do they call it in government, where the sunshine, where you bring light into some opaque transactions. We're like that, yeah? We are that sunshine. We are that light, yeah? It wants us to get obsessed with so many other stuff that we'll seemingly forget our own nature, yeah? Yeah. Mm. to the point we'll start looking for it as what we're not, which is really insane. Yeah? We'll try to become spiritual. <laughs> yeah. Almost the only way, like a mental mimicking of what m the mental state would think is spiritual. Because it has no clue whatsoever. <laughs> Loving gazes doesn't make this, that's nothing. Yeah? Speaking in monotone and uh, having long pauses doesn't mean shit, really. Something comes through, something comes through. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Hey, thanks, Marianne. Thanks for, uh, yeah. That's going to expand. Once you, again, hmm. Like Ramana would say, your head is already in the tiger's mouth, yeah? Once you start seeing, that's it, yeah? Yeah? Once you get an idea and catch a couple of the acts of claiming, you can get the principle of claiming. You can. You don't have to witness 800,000 examples. You witness enough and then something flips, yeah? And now you're sort of clear about it. And then... The whole idea that you had something to do with it is gone. Yeah. This, yeah, it's just clear. And sometimes when this clears up, it doesn't come up for debate every three months or review. It becomes established, really. Yeah. Like in my feeling, this was, has been the last answer in time. I was very keen on the topic of whatever you want to call spirituality, transcendence. I wanted to get out of me, really, yeah? Very keen on it. Yeah. For this, and when I heard this idea, in time, I can look at it as it was the, it has been the last answer concerning this topic that I was quite interested in. That's a pretty good answer, because it negated any more need for any other answers. Old ones or n new ones, yeah? That's a pretty good answer, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. All right, anyone else, Mike? Thanks for stepping in, Marianne. Uh, yes, but I wanted to say, but, Paul, my shitbag necklace is lost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, Catherine Fox London has her hand up. Yes, um, hi, Paul. Thank you. 
so much. I was <laughs> I was going to ask a question about. I feel like I feel like you've probably just answered my question, but I was going to ask you a question about um, the nature of memory. And earlier today, the I nature of memory is mental. Yeah. Can I just expand on that a little bit? Um, it's part and parcel of the brain, I imagine. So it's it's a mental activity. So there's pictures that are used to imply a lot of stuff, really. But basically, most memories, uh, you're in them, yes? Yes. Yeah. Well, when I thought about this earlier today, the the question about memory, it felt like really it was something really important, or it, it had some kind of gravitas to it, and then I forgot. <laughs> I well, forgot it does really about memory, but I what you know, I I love this thing of it's the last answer, and I really. I really feel that's kind of where I'm at. And, but it, alongside this, the last answer, you know, the, the, the restaurant at the end of the universe, um, what I'm finding is that my memory is just going. And, um, well, that's another question then. Uh, that, if the memory that, you know, you can't find your keys for four hours and stuff, uh, is that, if that's what you're talking about, you need to, uh, I would say after the meeting when people have discussions, uh, because that's not of this topic really. But yeah, if your memory is going as the action figure, there's uh, some things you can do. Is that the is that what the point was? Well, I don't know. It's hard to, to re, for me to remember what the point was exactly, but it's it's more kind of uh, as as the action figure becomes to some extent a memory. You know, it, it what I'm what I'm finding is that remembering you know like if i think you know i i i meet people who can kind of recount conversations they've had with someone like a week ago and in great depth you know he said i i said they said i said she said and it just feels like that area of of my consciousness is just being wiped it feels like it's being wiped clean. I, I doesn't, you know, I, you know, if I make a time to meet up with somebody on Wednesday afternoon, I can hold this concept, this mental concept of when Wednesday afternoon may be. And it's, and it's not like, well, I have been losing, losing my keys and stuff like that, but it doesn't bother me. And I was just thinking about dementia 
about what happens when there is a real breakdown in that mental capacity to to remember I'm, I'm not talking about an extreme form of dementia where you wouldn't recognize family members but just the relief of forgetting you know i'm I, i'm just finding that actually if i surrendered to it it's a huge relief you know it's um it's not a problem i was just thinking that maybe part of dementia or the fear of losing one's memory is one is one's attachment to it you know all the anxiety that goes alongside that but i th i think you've you've you know what you said previous to this question about the last answer i, yeah. I really feel there's something in that that's i think a lot of ways there's no rote way things go, but in observing what happens with me, there's a paring down or the system can become efficient by losing interest in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I just never think about anything <laughs> like that. I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm divinely dumb. I sort of like it. And, uh, yeah. Well, I think that's... If your memory is going bad, you know, and it may not be bothering you, but it may be bothering others. Like, you know, my girlfriend is in the car waiting for 20 minutes <laughs> as I go through the <laughs> the pantomime of leave going in the house to get one thing, forgetting something out on and on. So, yeah. It may not be bothering me, but I think it's bothering her quite a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's adversely affecting my life in any way. It's just a kind of phen phenomenon that I'm, as I'm kind of traveling on this, you know, journey of the last answer. You know, it just feels like maybe what you said. It's it's a falling away of something. Yeah, of course. I mean, a false premise needs a lot of support to appear to be true. Yes, something that isn't so needs a huge amount of support to appear to be so. <laughs> so when that comes, when there's a last answer concerning that topic, a lot of the stages that it was that it needed aren't built anymore. Yeah, the show gets much smaller. <laughs> I'm serious. For something to appear to be so it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of work going on. There's a lot of processes that have to continue to reinforce that idea. Yeah, when 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 the last answer, let's call it that, I don't like the idea of time in it, but when the last answer becomes a dominant theme in one's life as this action figure, a lot of shit gets pared down, yeah, because it's not necessary, yeah, because the emperor doesn't need a huge wardrobe when you've seen him without any clothes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's just a different...
Yes. So. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I don't know how things are going to change for everyone, but I would say they will change for sure. But uh, there's not like, oh, these are the 58 changes that everyone who's ever gone through this change will, will, ex you know, exhibit and it happens in this time frame. No, I don't see it that way. I see whatever, <laughs> whatever we are, it can appear and manifest any way it wants. Yeah, so. I always go back to a story about a saint and the saint had some strange behavior and the people sort of looked at his, his behavior and tried to make a path out of it because they thought, well, if I do what he does, it will lead me back to where he is. But he wasn't doing that to get to where he is. He was expressing where he is by doing all that stuff. Yeah, it's totally different. I don't think there's any rote thing here. I mean, yeah, just like we had uh, Ben from, an, I think, the recovery meeting. He was at this talk I did in London years ago. And sometimes when you're in a live talk, you can tell when there's a ringer. You know, someone's going to come in and they want to ask a lot of questions and stuff. And so I saw some, I saw this dude and then he started off and then he wanted to talk about the absolute meaning of hope, which means it's a disservice, it's fooling, you're just fooling yourself. And I said, I don't see it that way, because in early recovery, hope is very important to an addict, yeah? Because they're feeling so hopeless, a little bit of possibility goes a long way, yeah? Now, down the road, hope could be a disservice, because you're not... Uh, engage with what's happening, you're hoping it to be different. But see, whatever comes after us is, is made by us, yeah? By mind. So mind's giving the meaning to hope. Hope isn't, doesn't have a structured, solid meaning. It's, what it, it's, it's, it's made to be what it is by what's before it, yeah? Which is mind, dreaming, us, dreaming, yeah? So, uh, that's why I feel uh, it can look any way it wants. Yeah, you could get you could you could have a story that you woke up uh, when you hit the K's of the uh, phone book. You know, it. Now, do you think a lot of people would f try to do that? Probably, with the hopes it would produce the same effect. But that's not what produced anything. Yeah, that's just an expression. Yeah, so mind is already fully realized. If it wants to appear like this and that happened for it to be fully realized here, it can look at that. It can look that way. Did it produce the fruit fully realized? No. Like Ramana says, it's fully realized. It's always realized. So there's no realization of it. It's always realized. Yeah. So here, if something can seem not to be so, and then it seems to be so, it looks like a story of awakening. Yeah, doesn't it? You can write a story. I went to Course in Miracles, I did this, I did that, and in the storyline it has value. And yet, when you arrived at that storyline, it tells you it's always been that way. So it didn't have any value. Yeah, so here it has value, and then it doesn't have any value in the context. Yeah, yeah. 
I always make that joke about the Walmart. The person woke up in Walmart on a Saturday morning, a, a toaster fell off the third shelf in the appliance section, hit him on the head, he woke up. And so now people hear that and then they try to get to Walmart on a Saturday at 11 o'clock, have a friend push a toaster over, hit him in the head, trying to reproduce that experience. But that's not how it happened. It was already so, and then, it, then there, was a, there was an appearance, yeah? And that was christened as the awakening event. This is what happens in recovery. We talk about a bottom, yeah? So someone finally has their bottom. You're usually living in a bottom for years. The only time it becomes a bottom is when you move out of it, yeah? Now you have the bottom, but there was, you were living bottom for years and years and years, yeah? So suddenly the mind changes, and then it, then that, that change creates a, uh, produces an expression, and the expression is you got sober, yeah. But in fact, you got struck sober, and then there was the act of looking like you got sober, yeah. The same thing with the Mike talk about the lady with the necklace, meaning her, our own nature. And she has this beautiful necklace and she believes she lost it. And in, that, in believing she lost it, which she didn't, it doesn't go anywhere, but she believes it's gone, she's bummed out. What is that but dreaming? Yeah? Yes? So in a way, all of these awakening experiences we hear about are causeless effects. Yeah? The cause was already available at all times. So it didn't cause the effect. It's a causeless effect. The effect was was stated as if it it, it caused the, it it made the cause. Yeah? You see? No one wakes up. There's awakening. Period. Yeah? And there's a story that you woke up. But what did you wake up to? Something that's always available at all times, no matter where you are or what condition you're in. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you wake up to that? If when you wake it up, wake up to it, it says you've always been awake. So did you actually wake up to it? Well, I've never called it an awakening. I'm just riffing. I'm not speaking about the particulars. I'm just going off now. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going off. So... I don't even know where I started, but it was it just went off on some tangent. You the memory to... is just the memory. It's what's using or how it's used. That's where we. That's what we talk about in the bondage of self. The memory is used to picture you as a body in the past. Yeah. The memory can have beautiful uh, effects. But the way it's being used by the mental state that we're attempting to talk about is that it's using memory to picture you as a body, to reinforce that you're a body now. And in that, taking yourself to be something else, you're in the act of denial of what you are. Memory is just another mental process that's being used. There's nothing right or wrong with the processes. There's a use, they're used, there's a using of them, 
yes? To support something, to support an idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. And therefore, you live with a language that keeps using the word my in front of everything. My money, my problem, my this, my feelings, my da, 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 da. And that is the act of being bonded to self. Yeah. Mike, anyone else? Uh, oops, shoot. I left the Zoom there. I was I zoomed out for a while. That was great. It was just what I needed. <laughs> just what I needed. And there, are, there's obviously there's memory that's really helpful. Like if I get in my car, it's good for me to to remember how to drive. Yeah, of course. You know, um, but there's there's also memory which is like a long playing record that's just you know scratch that's just caught on a track and the track will just you know replay and replay and replay and replay and uh, I, I well, think what's great about that is it can be turned into comedy it's sort of fun yeah I've, I remember a lot of funny things. Yeah. They weren't funny at the time, but they're really funny now. But do you remember some things that weren't funny at the time and still aren't funny? For, for sure, but I can't do them justice. Yeah? There's nothing like living. This is what happens in recovery. People can't do it justice what it's going to be like when they go back out using. And they get totally surprised when they go back out using. <laughs> because they had no idea the day-to-day, moment-to-moment uh, experiences that can be produced by the mental state having another run on it. You know, The genie's out of the bottle, and now you're going to live its three wishes. <laughs> so yeah so in that in, in that context in the recovery context then you know the thing of remembering where we came from that that again is another thing of memory is remembering you know yeah. it said in meetings you know don't forget where you came from you know, well, exactly, because then you'll go back there. But see, in this context, we're, asked, we're just pointing out there's no one that's doing it. There's no one that's remembering how it was. There's just remembering how it was. Yes, you see, it's different. There's remembering how it was but there was no you remembering how it was. It's important to point out, especially if this is the topic of the meeting. Yeah. So the, the ideas of memories, the ideas of remembering this and not remembering that, all of that's lost in the primary point, which is, is there a someone doing it all? Because that's the assumption that language conveys quite a lot, is that there's someone that's remembering. We want to look at that, yeah? 
or at least notice that little addition throughout the day while there's a hearing of the narration to see where all the weight is going and the distribution because when you see it it has the ability to change yeah yeah i hear you <laughs> yeah so, yeah thank you yeah thank you thanks catherine uh mark and lorraine is up next mark and lorraine hi paul it's mark here hey mark hi lorraine's there she's just she's listening um, <laughs> but you're rather not be on camera for some reason I don't know but um, yeah I've got a few uh, a few questions I'll, I'll try not to take too much time but um, I don't, so, <laughs> sorry when I say a few questions they're all they're all, covered, they're all about the same thing they're not really they're all different they're just different perspectives but um um I <sighs> What I've noticed is that when I'm not interfering, when I don't feel that like I'm interfering, things uh, are travel lighter, things are less complicated. There's less, uh, there's a more of a recognition of me not being the doer. And, uh, and it's, 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 I can't tell you just how liberating it is, especially with, like I said, like I said before, well, we've been through a lot and it is so, so liberating. And so I don't want to use don't the word is natural, but it just makes sense. Um, not to try. It's making more sense. I'm not trying as much. Right. Um, you know what I mean? I'm just not trying. Um, and Catherine, Catherine uh, I don't know if this, relates to what Catherine was saying that, that was speaking just now, but um, you mentioned skillful means before. And when I'm doing a task, I find that the task gets done um, without me saying I'm doing this task or um, it, it's just easier when yes, the task gets done. If you're saying I yeah. don't have, I don't, it doesn't make it any quicker me saying it's me or, do you know what I mean? It doesn't make it any neat or any, it just gets done. Yes. Um, um, and conversations. When I'm having converse, conversations, um, it feels sometimes, I'm in and out of this, but so, I can sometimes feel uh, where the mind wants to wants me to recognize that person based based on certain criteria do you know what i mean how long have i known them you know what have they what have been like in the past it's it's, it's not specific but i can I, there's a sense of that so yeah I'm, I'm aware that the mind wants to talk to them as uh an individual with all these different uh qualities or um deficiencies or whatever he just wants yeah. to claim it, and it's just, it's just I recognize it, and it's, it's quite funny because I, I it's just like uh, I can see the claiming, or I'm more aware of the claiming, and I'm in and out of that uh, pool, and it feels it feels not strange. It feels it feels like it it, it feels like it's supposed to feel like that. 
it's not a strange feeling, but it's very subtle. I'm like, does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. Oh. I think uh, you're good to go. Come back next year for your next appointment. <laughs> we'll, oh, give well. you, we'll give you a metaphysical. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I've got nothing to me. Yeah, I've got nothing else. Really, I got nothing else. It's just, just certain things. That's, that's, what a, that's a lot, right there, because yeah. you're sharing what it's like to start seeing what you used to look from. So that's cool. Very good. That's the whole one of the points here. Yeah. Okay. See, there's some. There's seeing, and then there's looking from, and so let's say when you're doing a chore. Yeah, and the head is looking from, it has an imaginary choice. Then doing the chore may be a drag, yeah? Yes. Even though, so, yes. see, the idea of you brings a lot of weight. <laughs> I should be doing this, or why, yeah. I, yeah. he hasn't done it for a week, and I, uh, whatever, yes? Yes. All yes. this yes. is triggered by a you. Yes. Yeah, when you, when you lose interest in a you, you don't have to uh, come up against all of its luggage, so to speak. Yeah, mm -hmm. you stop the whole family from moving in, so to speak. <laughs> so you just see it, and yeah. then the the feeling. So, like in the morning, I wake up here. First thing, the cat's on the bed. I look at the food because now we have a dog, so the food can't be outside. It's in the room here. I got to get food for the dog, cat. Yeah. Then I get out that and the dog, I have to give her food. Yeah. So, so now basically there's no thoughts involved in any of it because yeah. it just has to happen, you know? Has so, yeah. but the mental state would like to have a choice yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and basically, <laughs> so you have to realize this is what we, why we say you hear there's a great party, but when you show up, it sucks. Yeah, this is what happens. Yeah. You can just go through things with very limited uh, friction, so to speak. Yeah. 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 But once you, in, once you uh, engage as a self, then opinions are there. Then memory, hey, yeah. I'm doing more than they're doing. Yes, on and on. And so suddenly, that which you are going to do anyway, you're doing quite <laughs> happily. And you yeah. come out with a resentment and other fucking yeah. shit. And yeah. then you, you know, and then somehow you start hating the cat, but it has nothing to do with the cat. <laughs> it has to do what you triggered, what was triggered that you have to now carry through, which yeah. is all miscellaneous shit, all coming yeah. from this idea of self. Yeah. So that's the bondage of self. So the mm. bondage of self a lot of stuff that we need to do the way when we're looking from self we see that there should be a choice here and i shouldn't have to do it <laughs> you know what i mean and then on and on all this stuff and then people accept that and then they have to find a tons of skillful means just to make it through the day without getting arrested so to speak yeah <laughs> if yeah. you would just take the carrier of all this luggage yeah and see you're not that you won't have to go through looking through all the luggage because 
the, the luggage won't the luggage comes with the passenger yeah yeah so you just so that's that's why people have experiences all the time they call it being in the zone when there isn't the uh the aspect of selfing going on yeah it's going on but it's not it's not getting getting the interest it used to get so then people love that sport they do when that brings them into that zone well that zone can be much more available at all times because it's all based on something taking the interest away from the mental activity and put into the water or the sex or whatever well this is this is what satsang is this is what we're sharing is to have that become the new norm where all that attention and interest won't go to that you won't have to do an extreme peak experience to get the feeling it'll be the basis of your life yeah Yeah. the horse will be in front of the cart yeah and things will be clear yeah and and you didn't rearrange it you're just observing that something has done the rearranging and it was just it seems like it has something to do with hearing this message and there you go yeah and then hopefully it motivates a large donation to the per- seeming person who you think gave you the message Lorraine <laughs> <laughs> mentioned this to me yesterday she says we need to give a do- donation Lorraine mentioned oh, that no. No, okay no, you know what I know, I know you're saying it in jest but really we we do appreciate it because um um it, again it, it, so uh, um we're our situation because of all this our situation is changing for the better i don't know how um yes. exactly but something you said before as well um this thing about making choices as a self you think you have to make choices and what i'm realizing in moments is you it's not it's not me making a choice it's right action if something needs to be done like the house on fire you don't yes. say there's no house, you get a pail of water. So yes. the things that need to be done seem to be getting done. And because of that, we're traveling lighter and things are, are, uh, are, are better for us. We, you know, our situation is improving from it. So it's, um, and, when you, and when I look at what it is, we're not actually doing anything, quite literally, do you know what I mean? It's yes. just in that we, we we don't have to we don't have to take so much shit with us to get through the day or get involved with stuff that doesn't make any difference to anything apart from stress you out. Do you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. See, this is this is a great share about traveling lighter. Yes. You know, there is there's a religion about doing and having, you know. But the the spirit is probably the greatest mover of all things yeah when mind changes a lot of things change yeah like jesus supposedly said you can with a a mustard seed of faith you can move mountains that's not with your arms or legs that's with mind mind yeah so i noticed it a lot with when I was younger with uh, Tai Chi and Qi Kung, martial arts, yep. At first you'd have to do a lot of postures and then maybe 20, 30 minutes you'd feel the Qi and stuff. 
but after a time, all you did was get in the first posture and you would feel it. It's all mind, yeah, mind. So that's why uh, in recovery, habits are so important because habits are actions without thoughts, yeah? You don't need miscellaneous thoughts while you're engaged in an action. Yeah. You're engaged in the action. Yes, yeah. this is called living. <laughs> so uh, it's one of the great side benefits of the message is that the action figure will travel lighter through what it needs to do and shit. Yes. And I don't need to know a lot. I don't need to no, know. You don't need to know about, hey, there's <laughs> shit in the litter. The yes. bowl's empty. That's about how much I need to know. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Clean the letter, clean the bowl. Yeah. It's yeah. not like I don't sit there pontificating for hours. <laughs> it's just gonna, yeah. You don't move it, the place going to stink. So, all right, there you go. Yeah, it's cool. I, uh, yeah. That's sort of like the whole thing with Zen, which is, you know, chop wood, carry water, sort of what's implied. There can, there can be a lot of streams of action without much thought accompanying it. Yeah. 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 And that's the sense of traveling lighter. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of shit doesn't need thought much. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I'm realizing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking all these years. Oh my God. Yeah, well, that's... Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter. It is no, it doesn't matter. matter. Just oh, And the thing is, what's beautiful is uh, it progresses in and of itself in this time. Yeah? You don't have to push the car. It's already running. So you just get in. Yeah. 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 Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I swear. I mean, this is the easier, softer way. Yeah. It's a no way, you know? So... Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was young, and then I remember, in hindsight, one time I walk in, into a room and I was accompanied by thought, and that became the new habit. Then my whole life was basically accompanied by thought. Yeah. Yeah. And that thought wasn't uh, wasn't a, a real support. It wasn't. It was more of a. Hmm. You know very uh just it was a an agitating element that caused a lot of discomfort yeah that mm-hmm. that my head came to weird conclusions about and and uh i really felt like uh mentally arthritic even at the young age of 7 or 8 yeah it was just uh it was putting me in like a, a a mental yoga, which is comprises one posture, being up the ass of self. <laughs> and uh, I tried so many ways to get out of that posture, out of as that posture, yeah. until I, you know, and they had their value by failing, really, which I have great honor and gratitude for. I believe every hour I sat on a meditation table had value. I mean, seat had value, and every hour in jail had value, and every hour of shooting cocaine had value. Yeah. Some There was points of being convinced that I couldn't arrive at that by reading books or something. I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't have come to that. I had to seemingly get my ass royally kicked and was brought back to my senses. So, yeah, that's why I really value the idea of traveling lighter. I think that's what people are mostly looking for when they go into spiritual practices. If they felt satisfied and content, they wouldn't fucking practice as much. I, I, I would pretty much guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. yeah so so yeah but thanks bro yeah always a pleasure thank, thank you very much appreciate it thank you very much yeah. thanks mark yeah, we've had wonderful shares today yeah very nice uh anybody else want to raise their hand that doesn't mean to ask any questions just just an <laughs> observation uh, Lee. Hi, Lee. Oh, Lee. Lee from Philly. Thanks, Mike. Hey, Paul. How you doing? Good, Lee. You? I'm good. good. Uh, I, I wasn't going to ask a question, but I had a question when you were talking about memory, and there's remembering, but no one who remembers. You know, sometimes when I think back to a memory from early childhood, I say to myself, you know how when you have a distant memory, you say, it's like it happened yesterday. Well, it's like it's happening now because you're remembering it right at this moment. And it seems like the I who was there is the same I that's here now remembering it. It's like something hasn't changed. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's the manufacturing feeling of historical I-ness, but it's not true that. Well, that, that really blows me away because I always thought that you know, that proves that I'm not the body because the body was seven years old then and my worldview is obviously different then than it is now, yet I seem to be the same I who's remembering it. But I suppose if I say I'm remembering it, then that's still subject object. So that's still must yeah, be what I'm not. That's not that thing that just comes up now all the day all day. It doesn't have any history because it never was. But nonetheless, it seems, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like when I remember that and say, I remember I was there, it seems to be a, a I don't know if I would say a portal, but to, to be the I am that I am. Well, that's great. If it works for that way, then, then what comes before this is giving it a good meaning. So go ahead. Yeah. So the I am is not obviously a thought. Yeah, the I am is a nice touchstone for sure. You can't go wrong with that. I think I've stunned Lee into silence. Well, I, I, I don't have anything else to ask. I was just that's good, Lee. Thank you. Thank Always you. a pleasure to see you, Lee. Thanks, Lee. Um, I, no other hands up, but Mikey Mike in the chat said, would you please ask Paul to do these earlier so people in Europe can attend? Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we can do that, hopefully. What happened to our boat? I think we gave up on it or something. Whatever. 
What time is it in Europe now? Is it 10.30 or something? It's quarter to midnight, Paul. Oh, it is? Yeah, I've, I've missed my bedtime. <laughs> Staying up late for Zen Bit Slap. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're considering that maybe we'll make it a little earlier. Yeah. Every now and then, you know. No, I'm no. Asking. We won't be doing it for you, but, you know. We'll be <laughs> I, there is no me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But yeah, we we've uh, considered that, and then uh, we forgot it. Talk about memory. <laughs> well, it's nice yeah, to see you. I like like when it gets to be a little better weather here, I'd like it to be a little earlier anyway, because this is right in the middle of the day uh, for us here in Northern California. I may have more important things to do than come to these zooms. I hope yeah. so. Yeah, plastic surgery, <laughs> hair extensions, some Botox here and there, scrubbing, scrubbing. Are you getting in the water? I have been, yes. I've been swimming at because of my friend's great generosity at, in this lagoon. So I was in there yesterday, yeah. But I haven't gone down to boogie board, no. Not yet. It's too cold here, the ocean. That's what wetsuits are for, Paul. I know, I know, but uh, you know, once you start living without them, it's it's a drag to put a whole one on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, uh, I don't really miss that stuff, but yeah, I like going down to Southern Cal to this place near Ventura. Uh, the waves are pretty manageable. My legs are bad in a way, so whatever. It's a long story, but. I've been enjoying going down there and boogie boarding down there when I get a chance. Yeah. All right. Um, now, who is this again? Philip, that was Mikey Mike. Mikey Mike. All right. Mikey uh, Mike. Uh, we're gonna. We'll. Yeah. We'll. We'll probably have it a little earlier. But wait yeah. a minute. Philip Pratt says in chat that it's later for them in Australia. You know. Was, yeah. Uh, see, this is the this is the dilemma. You know. So. Uh, Again, what sways the vote is donations. So Europe, you're way down. Start kicking down the Euros and then <laughs> screw the Aussies. <laughs> we'll come to something that will work. Maybe I'll do, maybe we can do two different ones. Yeah. On the same day. I don't care. In the morning. never make no one happy, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but all right well we but we will we'll try to uh i want to make sure we have it open for the aussies and new zealand and then uh it would be good to not be so late in europe mark and lorraine say how much donation to start two hours earlier <laughs> oh wow <laughs> we gotta have like a one of those uh uh one no one on one no one on one no one on no euro. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. Bidding war. That's what Philip said. A bidding war. Yeah. <laughs> I think it can be a win-win. We'll change. We'll just have two meetings instead of one. Like in the morning. Yeah. I don't mind. It's fine. All right, Mike, anyone else? Uh, no 
commands. Uh, we can end, eh? Now? Yeah, it's almost, uh, it's getting late for the Europeans. Walter has to get his beauty sleep. I can see it, yeah. Walter. He's got to do the ritual. It takes him a while to get ready for bed, you know? Yeah? The face mask. Put the, the hair in the thing. Yeah, yeah. Sorry I, sorry I made it harder for you tonight, Walter. Mike Cervini is asleep right now. Mike Cervini sleeps everywhere. Oh, no, his arm came up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Mike standing up <laughs> all this time. So, All right, let me say goodbye to everyone. Mike, fantastic. Uh, what are you doing today, Mike? Is, is Greg all right and everything? I'll call, I'm going to call you when we get off because, uh, yeah. We got Kerry. Nice to see you, Kerry, as always. As always. Thank you, Paul. Yes, you're welcome. Mary Ann, thanks for kicking off the uh, festivities. Always a pleasure. We got Tom. Nice to see you, Tom, over there. And we have Tommy. He's, I don't see anyone, but he's there. Judith, as always, our little Hawaiian, uh, uh, yes, celestial being. Nice to see you, Judith. Yep. Walter, a, a brother from another mother. See ya. <laughs> I'm going to send you some little, some slang from, from uh, New York, Long Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Peter, nice to see you, Peter. Yeah. Peter, you look like a newscaster. It's great. I feel like I'm going to get the news in a short period. I'm working on it. Oh, really? as soon as I as soon as I have any news, I'll let you know. <laughs> That's right. Uh, give me a, an urgent notice. That's good. We got Tariq from Dover. Always a pleasure to see you. We got Glenda, Glenda O'Driscoll. Glenda. Yes. Johannes, as always. We got John K. Nice to see you, John. All's well, I gather. Yep. Always a pleasure, Paul. All right, good. We got Robert. Robert French. We're never gonna we're never going to disappoint the Aussies and the Kiwis. Don't, don't stop the profanities, Paul. What? Part of the message. Don't stop the profanities. <laughs> part of the message. I know. I know. I held it back, you know, it was nice. I tried to Fulfill request when they asked me. We got Mike. Mike has left the scene of the sleeping. He's up and about. Watch out! We got Simon. Simon Bard. Nice to see you. I see a hand moving from the side. Ah, oh, there it is. A whole arm I saw. We got Alex. Nice to see you, Alex. Where are you from, Alex? I'm from New York City, but I live in Hudson, New York. Oh, nice uh, home girl. Ah, good, good. We got Chris, the man behind, the man before the smallest closet door. Very interesting. We got Simon. Oh, wait a minute. Who's this? Sonia. Sonia, nice to see you again. We got Roman, as always. Nice to see you, Roman. Yep. We got Linda, 
Fantastic. Philip from Brisbane. We're not going to let you down, Philip. Don't worry. Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> On having never left. We got Zlatko. Yeah. Kurt and Linda. Uh, they're going to be good to see you. Nice to see you guys. You're going to be on the magazine cover of Non-Duality Couples. Yeah. 2021. Uh, say it again. Say it again. Say hi to Amelia for us. Oh, yeah. She's uh, we'll she's away with the kids for the day and night. So, I'm uh, yeah, I'm on my own with the dogs and the cat. <laughs> In the litter box. In the litter box and everything else. The dog broke through the door. <laughs> the side door of the gate and was uh, hanky panky and with these other two dogs down the street. <laughs> it weighs about, I had to pick it up, it weighs about 55 pounds. The thing is a very uh, cunning little creature. Well, whatever. Mark, always nice to see you. Thank you. Say, say hello to Lorraine and uh, great share today. Lee, as always. Yep. Thanks, Paul. Just gets nicer and nicer, Lee, eh? Yeah. Yes. Ben Clark, uh, the Poet Laureate of Zen Bitchlap. Hey, I wanted to share. One of the members did a great uh, piece of art. We just put it up on the on the T-shirt thing. I'm going to buy it myself. It has me. Uh, it's, um, it's him representing me as Bodhidharma. So I look as crazy as, oh, it's a great shirt. So we're going to, I recommend it. I think I'm going to get some tomorrow, today. Yeah, just go to, the, is it on the website, Mike, that picture? It wasn't earlier. I was, Dimitri is going to put it up on the website, isn't he? Well, uh, yeah, well, it's on Teespring. So if you want to look at it, very nice picture. Yeah. If you know what, Bodhidharma was like the begin was like the Zen patriarch. It was like a Hindu monk who went to China and uh, flipped out the emperor and stuff. And yeah, crazy looking mofo. <laughs> All right, Bernard, nice to see you. Ruby Rose, pleasure. She's holding the fort in, uh, in Wichita. I like that wall. Yeah. We got iPad 3 again. It's nice to see you, honey. It's okay. I like it. iPad 3. It sounds sort of formal. Yeah. We got uh, Mickey, the Madeira matriarch. We got Evandra. Nice to see you, my friend. Helen. Northern. Oh, very uh, looking uh, very bright today, Helen. Great. Yes, fantastic. We got Joseph, our man in France. Yeah. We got uh, PK from uh, Long Island City. He's styling, I don't know, it looks like uh, a modified Spider-Man suit. Exactly. Oh, there wow, it is. You put it up. That's you awesome. <laughs> that looks you great. Not bad. Hey, do you see it? Yeah. I love, I love the upside-down question mark for your forehead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Holy Dharma. <laughs> Holy Dharma. <laughs> there you go. From Long Island. <laughs> there you go. I look at it. Looks like what, what I looked like on Sixth and Market in San Francisco when I was living on the streets. 
Nice representation. Thanks, Mike. I think I'm going to have to represent with one of those shirts. So nice yeah. to see you, PK. Let me. Yeah, uh, hey, thanks, Paul. You're awesome. And you know what? It's great. Like, you help everybody with this launching pad by dismantling this false self. And then once we know we have that seeming sense, you know, what? like you said, see what happens. It's yeah. so awesome. It's so freeing. I did a lot of stuff in my day to try to, you know, get higher. But this is I'm so addicted to hearing you. I wish I could listen to you 24 seven, man. Well, great, bro. Um, Just keep letting it in. Let, and it's doing its thing. Yeah. I got to see. Yeah. Thank you. You're awesome. I get back to the pictures where I see everybody. The message. Yes. The message. Maple Avenue. Maple Avenue, yes. Right next. Hey, uh, Mike, can I have – I don't have – there you go. I got it now. Pretty cool shirt, eh? I think that shirt's awesome. Yeah. Do not, do not perform any illegal events, actions with that shirt on, though. I don't want you to be in the, to the police getting you a picture of the Zen bitch slap. Well, who is the artist on that shirt? Who was the artist, Mike? He's, he's one of the musicians that sends us music. Stephen, uh, Stephen of Stephen and Nick of, uh, what is it, Hold, Hold Hands With Us? It's, yeah. it's fantastic. It's, it's, you, it's Paul and Bodhidharma in one. I don't know how you do that, but he did it. Yeah, he did. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah, it's very impressed. So we got Norman from Germany. Fantastic. David W., our teacher in residence. Yes. Ariane, nice to see Ariane. Uh, we got Keith T in uh, Boise, Idaho. He's driving or in somewhere. Yes, nice to see you, Keith. Keep your eye on the road. Catherine from London. Pleasure, honey. Thanks for that share today, dialogue. Malkin. Malkin. Uh, Malkin is uh, my greatest benefactor. <laughs> Hey, man. Uh, nice to see you, Malkin. You too, man. We got Eric from uh, Toronto doing well. Yeah, remember, Eric, you're the director of the facility, but you're being directed by the spirit. Yeah, yes. We got Rachel. There she is. Nice to see you, Rachel. Nice, happy face. We got Chad. Chad is a... Uh, He's he's mining for gold to send me some more. Yes. We got Nina. Nina, always a pleasure, honey. Yes. Yes. Been with us the whole time. And uh, yeah. Yes, good. Uh, let's see. We got Catherine. Oh, we had that one already. We got Navdeep and Elysio and Stacy from... Uh, Los Angeles, Noan, Kenneth, Marianne, we had the question from her. We got another shot of Norman. Uh, yeah, thank you, everyone. Thank it was you a very much. nice little Saturday. Appreciate thank it. You, very nice. Thanks, Paul, thank everybody. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Paul. Thank you.